Oh, would you look at that? There's a new episode of the Blackcast on my phone, ready to play right now. Bad that you're not as smart as you thought you were in the first place. Too bad that you had to get caught. That's not like you to lose face. So sad that you're not as smart as you thought you were in the first place. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Too bad. This is the Blatcast. A sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast. I'm Christian Blatt reporting for duty. Welcome to a show that, uh, unfortunately, we find ourselves in a situation where we're looking back and remembering the great Norm MacDonald, but... There is, of course, uh, also something delightful about taking the time to look at some of those memories. And uh, as always, I am Christian Blatt. Uh, down below, the one and only Coltrane. Not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on Twitch, not on right. not on anything, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just exactly the way he likes it. And, uh, and uh, somebody who looks like he's in the middle of a uh, first-player uh, shooter game is uh, the one and only Will Sterling. <laughs> Who uh, will tell us about your new friend, the uh, the little roly poly on your face? I mean, that is well, a, that is a thing of beauty. I love it. Yeah, I'm coming to you, Christian, from outside of some fucking high school. Uh, uh oh, wait a minute. Beach. So you're hanging whoa, out outside whoa. of a high school with a creepy monster mustache? I'm I'm literally outside of a high school. It's really great. It's really great. Um, right. Just and, get ready uh, for this episode to also be known as Exhibit A. I forgot. <laughs> that we even talked about this late last night, put it in my phone, forgot. I was on my way to the gym on my bicycle and uh, my phone notified me and I was like, shit. So now I'm, I'm doing this from my phone and uh, got well, the mustache because, you know, it's good to change things up every once in a while. Dominica Saxon wants to know if you're on a Segway because uh, no. you are, yeah. Uh, he's just got his bike, uh, but yeah. he he has uh, named you officially Porn Stash Sterling. So good. Uh, I hope it. that that I was, sticks. I was, I was wondering if like the Will Taraj was going in an entirely different direction now. <laughs> it could look, be, you know. Look, uh, there there is a vacancy in adult film royalty uh, with, of course, the Hedgehog Ron Jeremy uh, heading uh, behind bars uh, and uh, currently uh, residing there for the foreseeable future. So he is uh, Wait, what? Oh yeah, yeah. You should Google Ron Jeremy. Yeah, he's oh, he was up yeah. to some bad okay. stuff. And uh, got it. I mean, that's well, not you a should surprise. Google Ron Jeremy news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ron Jeremy news, not Ron Jeremy nudes, which uh, would be one of those autocompletes that are uh, already in there. Uh, but uh, and uh, Sam comments that uh, seeing the mustache, he actually thought you were Liev for a second. So uh, I think that no. you know what, it's not nice to name call. You know, Will sure. Will has taken some time. Uh, and, uh, so there's a, there's a few things that I want to talk about, you know, some of my uh, personal experiences. Uh, I first met Norm Macdonald when I was an intern on Saturday Night Live in 1998. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about some of that stuff uh, as we go along, but I want to talk about in the capacity of doing the radio show. And, uh, there is of course the, you know, simple fact that, we had the opportunity, you know, Norm was a, a weekly guest on the radio show for a long time. And uh, some of my favorite memories are when he was a weekly guest on the radio show. And uh, Coltrane, you'll remember that uh, he was, a, you know, in theory, a weekly guest on the radio show. 
but uh, we didn't always uh, we didn't always have him when we were supposed to. He was uh, he was not easy to get a hold of, and you kind of had to let him come to you. I had numbers for him; it didn't matter. I had an email address. I got one response ever. I looked it up. I got one response ever in all the time that I knew him. It was after I told him that I enjoyed his book, and he just said, "Thanks, Christian." And I'm like, "All right, I got that. At least I got that from him." Uh, but you know, it was like, it was, it was great because it was definitely, it was definitely comedy Russian roulette. You didn't know one, if you were going to get Norm and if you did get him, you really didn't know what you were going to get. Right, Ken? Yes, that, that is very accurate it, because it, it's, he's one of those people that just like, he was what you think he was like the, the interactions that, that I had with him were exactly how I would expect like an interaction with Norm McDonald to go. Like it was just, he was, he's one of those people that's just like funny, like without trying to be funny. So like it, it just works. And so, yeah, he, his availability just sort of like fit that profile of, yeah, maybe, eh, maybe not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's uh, been a, a nice outpouring of uh, fans of the uh, old radio show and obviously people who appreciated what an important part of that show Norm was. And we had uh, some people reminded me that uh, some of their favorite moments were when Norm was not scheduled to call in, but he called in anyway. And it wasn't like his usual weekly spot. It might be in the middle of the show. And it was like... Uh, Dennis Norm's on the phone. Should we take him? Is it, of course we should take him. And um, there are some great compilations out there on YouTube. And, um, you know, fortunately, some uh, friends of the old radio show do have uh, very extensive archives to the old show. So when I was looking for some of the specific memories in terms of Norm guest hosting the Dennis Miller show for Dennis, uh, there's of course something that always comes up and, you know, just a couple weeks ago when we were doing Blackcast 450, uh, this came up and, uh, Will, I'm going to turn your mic back on and, uh, you can leave your camera off if you would like, I'm sorry we made fun of your mustache. <laughs> That's okay. I'm on a busy ass, uh, street, you know, so, so I keep trying to find cover, but, uh, there's really nowhere for me to go. So I really that, poorly timed this today. No, that's all right. That's that's what happens when you add to your calendar when you're having cocktails. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, or as, uh, as Norm would say, uh, the, when you add to your calendar when you're having cocktails. So, uh, but did you get a chance to listen to the link that I sent you last night, even just a little bit of it, Will? I sure did, yes. So, the, uh, uh, Will, -girlfriend. Will did not work on the radio show at the time that Norm guest hosted and Ann Coulter was a special guest. So Will listened for the well, first been, time. He guest hosted an episode or two while I worked there, but it wasn't yes. this one. He, he guest hosted yeah. uh, uh, through 2011. I think he guest hosted a few times, but uh, that was in 2008. And uh, I think uh, Ken, you maybe had newly started working uh, on the show. I you know, I was just thinking about it. I think that was a day that I filled in. I think you know what? I think you filled in. Yeah, I think you're right. So you might have filled in for either Sabes or Munga. Uh, by the way, Munga uh, really wanted to be with us today, but uh, he was flying to Oklahoma for his real job. So uh, he has some memories that uh, I will share uh, in a little bit. But, uh, Will, uh, when you have a moment, I would like to know your reaction to hearing Norm McDonald guest host, uh, Ann Coulter as a guest, 
And uh, those of us who've heard that segment know, uh, and, and before I get you to react to it, Will, I'll give you a little time to cross the street safely. Uh, remember, cross on the green, not in between. But uh, Coltrane, as we think back on that moment, and you know, when we talk about Norm and we talk about Norm guest hosting, that was really the first thing that came up when we talked about this just a couple of weeks ago. But uh, just uh, your thoughts when you think back on uh, Norm uh, being being courted on the phone by Ann Coulter. Uh oh, Ken looks a little. Well, oh, it was for Ken. Ken. It was for Ken, so I could give you time to cross. But now he looks like he's frozen. Uh, so as, as they say in frozen, we'll let it go and we'll let him jump in, uh, when he's unfrozen, but, uh, Will, your thoughts hearing it for the first time. Um, it was very funny. I feel like I'd heard clips of it before just because you guys had played it, like, because it was always this sort of like funny legendary thing. And I've, re I remember hearing that book title of hers, like so many times, cause she was constantly a guest on, on the show. And it was like, it, what was the name of the book? It was like. If Democrats had brains, they'd all be conservatives or something stupid. Right. And yeah, because, I mean, she usually, you know, her books would come out about every year. And so right. every time that she would be on, you would have to mention it. And uh, yeah, I believe that was the title of that book at that time. Yes. Um, but I just love her, like, profusive love and adoration of Norm and him just being like, yeah, it's a. Well, yeah, like it's a, the funniest thing to me is that she's obviously like very politically charged. She kind of didn't care about talking about she would wants to talk about a norm is struggling to talk about politics in a weird way. So it's just like it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, but it was just the way that she's just uh, oozing uh, through, through the phone. And uh, Sam points out, I never heard Anne get horny until I heard that segment. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I thought that uh, it, it was very funny, and uh, I'm glad you got to hear it. And it is one of those things that uh, I think a lot of people do remember when they think back on the, uh, the old radio show. You know, it is one of those defining moments. You know, when the radio show had ended, there was actually a conversation about possibly possibly including that in some of the best ofs. But then I think we decided that we would just actually use shows that were hosted by Dennis Miller. But as, as something that I mentioned on Twitter, I know for a fact that the last hour uh, that the last hour we ever had of the Dennis Miller show, because the last month or so was all reruns, all best of shows. I made sure that the last hour was a compilation of, uh, of norm segments and uh, the, you know, they spanned uh, all the way back to 2008 uh, and uh, yeah, Charlie Potatoes has a great memory that uh, Norm actually interviewed Robert Duvall when uh, when Norm guest hosted one time. And uh, that was the one and only time that Robert Robert Duvall was on the Dennis Miller show. Uh, so it was sort of one of those things that was pretty great, you know, that uh, we had that opportunity. And, uh, you know, he was also a fan of what they call outlaw country, Will. Uh, Norm was, and so was our old pal Munga. Is that a Dave, genre Dave of music? Outlaw yes, uh, outlaw country is is indeed a genre of music. Uh, outlaw country, we're talking about. Uh, that was the kind of music that uh, Norm enjoyed, and he really liked uh, an artist named Billy Joe Shaver. And uh, our pal <laughs> Munga was also a fan of Billy Joe Shaver, and we had Billy Joe Shaver on one of those shows. Any of you who have the audio files uh, probably have heard it and go like, "Oh, this is interesting." Okay, I think they had a good conversation. But Coelho went to see Billy Joe Shaver in Los Angeles, and he reached out to Norm and tried to get Norm to like go to the show, you know. Uh, and something you need to know about Norm is that he did not drive. 
there was one point in my life where uh, I actually, I, I had known him and his producer, Laurie Joe. Uh, I'd known them both a little bit for a few years. So I interviewed to actually be his assistant on something. And um, part of that job would have been driving him uh, around, driving him to work and, and all of that. So, you know, him getting back to the idea of, you know, going to a concert, it was a little bit more involved. I mean, sure, there were taxis, but, uh, you know, it, to get Norm out, I think, required a lot. So he didn't go to the Billy, J Billy Joe Shaver show. But Coelho <laughs> mentioned to Billy Joe Shaver that he had called Norm and asked him to come, but not saying that he was here going to be coming. I think Billy Joe misunderstood. So after every song, Billy Joe Shaver would be like, hey, is Norm here yet? <laughs> and this is on the stage. And uh, the answer was uh, no, no. Norm, in fact, was not uh, at there uh, for the show. Uh, and, you know, it was definitely a distraction. So I'm sure in hindsight, uh, Manga would have thought about like, oh, I guess I should have told Billy Joe after the fact that I thought Norm might be there. Or, hey, surprise, Norm is here. Uh, he actually talked to Billy Joe Shaver on his uh, Netflix show, I think. So uh, it is somebody that he really uh, admired and appreciated. Um, Coltrane, uh, we were talking, uh, and by the way, Jason Mulner points out, coming in late, this must be the Ann Coulter story. Uh, <laughs> we weren't really done with it. Um, we, were, we were there in real time watching or listening to it unfold, but we could see Norm. And, you know, he had this, this big grin, and he was, like, blushing a little bit. He's like, because he asked him after, he's like, Norm, I think she likes it. Like, what? No, 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 no. He's like totally, <laughs> totally dismissive. You know, this this is a guy who uh, allegedly uh, banged Al McPherson when he was on SNL. So you know, this is a guy who you don't think you know. I mean, if you look at like young Norm Macdonald, he's quite a looker. You know, uh, uh, Colin Quinn once talked about like you know I I can't compete with that guy. He looks like Cary Grant. You know, probably had some of the same interests as Cary Grant. But anyway, the uh, thing that I want to say is we're listening to this and like Norm's like a little kid. Like I think this girl might like me. <laughs> uh, give us your your enduring memories. And by the way, this that was uh, 13 years ago, almost 14 years ago, and it's uh, still. <laughs> a uh, pivotal moment in the history of the Dennis Miller show. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny. Cause like when you, you look back, like I just, you think about it, you just think of the whole thing, but then when you, when you start like remembering it, like what, like where they were talking about and everything, it was, it was like one of those things that at first it's just kind of like, you know, it just seemed friendly, like just two people talking kind of whatever. And then there was like just one point where you just like, wait a second. No, she she's definitely flirting with him. And then she said something about her nighty. And it was just like, okay, that was when it was like, that was when you're just like, wait a second. This is Ann dropping in, like going at going, like uh, you know, shooting her shot. And it's just like casually dropping in, like, oh yeah, just, just hearing my nighty. And <laughs> it was like, I don't know, like the whole that whole thing was just really funny. And then like you were talking about like the aftermath where where it's like when she was gone and he's just like, eh, eh, eh. yeah, <laughs> it was just like, it was funny because well, we could really see it. And what I remember is just like when she would talk, you know, he was talking and she was just like, right, right, right. Like she was just like, whatever you're saying, dude, it doesn't matter. And uh, I uh, later got some background that uh, she'd apparently been interested in Norm for some time. And uh, through 
allegedly through a longtime SNL writer, uh, Jim Downey, who was one of the uh, writers of the original uh, cast of SNL and uh, shared an office with Bill Murray when he was first there. Great guy. Also a guest on the Dennis Miller show a few times. And I, I think they had a mutual contact and she like tried to get to know Norm. So, you know, I would ask our regular guests to come on with guest hosts all the time. Sometimes they would uh, say like, oh, you know, I'm a little busy, you know, whatever, especially because, you know, our guest hosts were usually at holiday time. Like this Norm McDonald show was in like, I don't know, January 3rd. So it was like the beginning of the new year. And uh, boy, Ann wrote right back. And I was like, oh, cool. She like she must like Norm. I had no idea. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, it definitely adds context. Like if it just like if it just came out of nowhere, it, you know, it still would have been funny. But like adding a little more context of like, you know, she was trying to like talk to him. And then got yeah. her opportunity on, on this show. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, uh, Jason Molnar, I was working while listening to that podcast. As it kept on going, I had to stop and just listen to the interview. Yeah, I think it was uh, hard. Uh, you know, interesting, uh, something that I think uh, a lot of people probably uh, don't know because uh, I didn't I didn't post pictures from it, but uh, just a month or uh, like about a month and a half after that, I was in Washington DC for CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee. And uh, I guess the C in that sense is conference, but in any case, um, and I've talked about before how I was there with Andrew Breitbart and being at CPAC with Andrew Breitbart was, you know, like waltzing through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Paul McCartney. Like I couldn't walk through a room with Breitbart. Everybody wanted to talk to him, but we went out drinking with Ann Coulter and I have pictures of me and Andrew and Ann, but Ann is so drunk in these pictures. I'm like, I can't, I can't post these. Uh, so you could have shared uh, them with us. Yeah, that's Same. true. You know what? I, I should have done it. My sister lived in DC at the time. And I told her, I'm like, you cannot post these pictures. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like, I had to tell her, I'm like, you can't. Uh, but I definitely should have shown you guys now that you mentioned. And I, I will dig them up and uh, we, can, we can share them now that it was so like long like after the fact. But uh, I definitely remember, I bring it up because uh, one, I'm a, a, a shameless name dropper, but two, I bring it up because I did, uh, I made sure to mention, oh, it was so great to have you on with Norm McDonald. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, so uh, William, I like that you look like you're laying down now. Are you on the ground? <laughs> no, I, I made it to a bike rack, so, I, so I'm sitting down. So you you actually like deposited yourself in the bike rack. Uh, guess where so, I, guess what I'm in front of, Christian? Uh, a little, yeah. purple, little purple under there. What is that little purple I'm there? The, I'm at the PF. PF Chang's? Oh, Planet, Planet Fitness. Fitness. That's oh, yeah. the uh, oh. So <laughs> I, hey, when you're done with us, are you gonna get a pump? That's right. That's uh, you know, hopefully my foolishness, you know, you'll at least forgive because the intention was to get a pump. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on. Uh, Coltrane, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, as as men, there are uh, a few things that will excuse most behavior for one chicks. If you're trying to get something, you know, all bets are off. Uh, the idea of bros before hoes that comes from people that didn't have really close guy friends. You know, whoever said that, I'm going to just assume it, it was it, it was a woman because the hoes always go first. You know, and so it's like if Will blew us off, it's like, oh, there's a mildly attractive girl. There's like a four and a half that just walked by. I got to go. I'm like, that's cool. And then the other thing, of course, is getting a pump, you know? Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, because like if Will, if Will ditched us for a, a chick, he's not our ride home right now. 
you know, we're still able to talk. We can still do the show. You know, if he was going to leave us, you know, in, in 29 Palms while he, uh, you know, hitched a ride back to L.A., then there might be some problems. But uh, Will. Don't rule it out. Don't rule out 29 Palms. Uh, no, by the way, I would love to go there. Uh, if, uh, if, if there's room for me to be an extra in your movie uh, this winter, please let me know. I don't need any lines. But, okay. I mean, but I, actually, but I do yes. want to be. I do want to be in your next radio drama, but in any case, what I really want to ask you is, you know, you, uh, you spent some time on the comedy stage and just in terms of appreciating Norm MacDonald, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. And then, you know, you did tweet out one of my favorite jokes that Norm tells yeah, that's and you don't have to get favorite. it. You don't have to get it word for word, but, uh, why don't you share that and some of your thoughts just about what? Norm as a comedian? I feel like I, the first time I heard that, I feel like it was a time that he was either guest hosting or he was, maybe he called into the show, but he was talking to Dennis about working for him, like being a writer on, on, uh, right. Didn't he say submitted yeah. a joke? No, so and, Norm, yeah. yeah, Norm was a, was a writer on Dennis's uh, syndicated Tribune show. It was a late night show in 1992. And, uh, he shared an office with a guy named Drake Sather, who, uh, also gone much too soon. Uh, that uh, they're just two of the darkest, you know, just most twisted comedic minds of the 20th century. So he worked on that show with Dennis, yes. Got it. So I, but I remember like somebody asked Norm like, oh, who, uh, did you ever expect to like be a big celebrity after SNL or like whatever it was? And he was like, no, I, I expected it to be Dennis. And Dennis was like, yeah, that's never going to be me. Cause he was like, I did Bordello Blood and then the spotlight was too big for me. Like, I just love that Norm, also thought that Dennis was going to be a big like movie star, which then like having worked with and for Dennis for you know, like that would never have happened in a million years. But no, no but let um, me just interject. So Dennis not being a movie star isn't anything about ability. Like on screen, Dennis is very no, funny, and and I spent I spent my money to see him in Bordello of Blood. Uh, but it's the hours and the schedule. You know, that's look, what I mean. Yeah, him as doing a, person, a like, doing a podcast. You know doing a podcast from his home for three of the previous four years. That is perfect for him doing a radio show. That was almost exclusively done from his house. That, that is the, you know, Eventually look at this point in his much. career. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. so the joke he said, Norm submitted for Dennis's show was, uh, he's like, I feel bad for the homeless guy, but I feel really bad for the homeless guy's dog. Cause he's thinking this is the longest walk I've ever been on. <laughs> that and that's in like Norm's first special, uh, and yeah, that is a, a classic Norm joke. That was one of Dennis's favorites. But you know, the uh, the actual way that and and Dennis told this story a couple times uh, uh, on the podcast. The way that Norm got hired on that show was, you know, uh, Norm was recommended. Like Dennis, I think knew who he was. And it was, you know, he wanted to be a writer, but they needed him to do a packet. Anybody who's ever submitted to a talk show has written a packet. Uh, it, you know, I've written so many, you'd think that I would have been a writer on a lot of shows, but, you know, you'd be wrong. But I've written a lot of those packets. And Norm was just like, yeah, I don't really do packets. He's like, but I'll, I'll send him a joke. And if he likes the joke, he can hire me. And, and if he doesn't like the joke, that's fine. No hard feelings. And I can't give the quite setup to the joke uh, just because I don't really remember what it was. But it was a story about Jeffrey Dahmer. And it talked about how the trial was beginning. And the punchline was, in Dahmer's defense, he said, but they started it. So that was the joke <laughs> that Dennis was like, well, you got to hire this guy. And uh, 
he said that uh, a lot of the jokes that he would get from Norm and Drake say there was just like, I, I can't say these on TV, but these are some of the funniest jokes I ever heard. Um, and uh, Jason Mulner has another, uh, you know, the homeless are a source of entertainment uh, for the late Norm MacDonald. Uh, Jason says, love Norm's joke about giving the homeless guy his fried chicken, then getting locked out of his apartment. Uh, so, and uh, yeah, Sam mentions that uh, Andy Summers of the police worked for Dennis on the Tribune show, but only for part of it because he did not enjoy doing that show. So then uh, he was replaced as a band leader uh, later in the run of that show. But in any case, uh, getting to have Norm uh, guest host was just a lot of fun. And, you know, he was not paid handsomely for it. He did it because it was fun. But one of the things that uh, Coelho said, because I, I sent him that whole show with the Billy Joe Shaver interview. And he was just talking about like, oh, I forgot how good he was at this. And I said, you know, I wish Norm was still around so that I could text him. I was like, hey, you remember Munga? Yeah, he said he forgot how good you were. <laughs> but he also, you know, because that's not what he did, but he could have very easily, uh, you know, hosted a show and he did do a podcast. But the funny thing was that Coelho was listening to this old show and in the studio, he had comedian Todd Glass, who he Norm starts off with saying like, Todd's kind of a kind of a gay name, isn't it? And, uh, you know, it's a, a manly name for a comedian like like Shecky, like Shecky Green. He, he spends a lot of time on this. And this is in, also in 2008, I think. And uh, in 2012, Todd Glass came out of the closet as gay. <laughs> but in 2008, he wasn't. And I thought about, like, if you could have told Norm, like, hey, remember when you had Todd Glass on and he kept saying that his name was gay? Yeah. Well, you know, he's actually a, a, a gay man. And he came out. He would probably have been like, I don't think he would have been like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. He probably would have thought it was funny, but I tell that story because uh, one, the, the files are out there. This is not like a secret, but uh, I do think people don't realize that uh, Norm was actually uh, a really sweet guy. And uh, a friend of mine who uh, I got to know, uh, he worked as a, as like a writer's assistant on Saturday night live. And one, you know, after he had been there for a little while, Norm was still doing Weekend Update and Norm was like, just stopped and said, hey, uh, would you have any interest in submitting jokes to Weekend Update? And he was very interested, this guy. Uh, I didn't ask him if I could tell the story. So I would just say a guy that I know. And uh, he was happy to do it. And he had a, a joke that got into like the, the first time he submitted, it got into the dress rehearsal and there wasn't a laugh for it. And he's like, oh, that's all right. It got on the dress rehearsal, but they actually used it in the show because Norm and Jim Downey thought that the joke was funny and then they didn't care that the audience didn't laugh at it. No, of course, Norm got fired from Weekend Update about six weeks later. So, uh, <laughs> but it is something that I learned a long time ago from when I was an intern was that, you know, yes, how something plays in the studio audience is a factor, but you shouldn't make all the decisions for your show based on like 200 tourists who are sitting there, you know, who happen to be able to get free tickets. Uh, so, and the, the punchline for the joke, it was, it was something about, it was a car accident and the, the, the tag involved the pe people for the ethical treatment of sand was the punchline. And I think that it was just the turn of phrase that, uh, that Norm really liked. And uh, I I always uh, found, you know, interactions with him to be funny. And, you know, I wrote about this uh, on, on Facebook uh, that I don't pretend that I knew him well, 
But over the course of a long time, I had interactions with him. And it was always sort of like in awe of this guy who made me laugh, which honestly, it's the, it was always the same thing with Dennis. It's just I've known Dennis for so long that eventually it has to go away or like, you know, what are you doing? But with Norm, you know, it was always sort of this weird thing that I was just like, oh, my God. And sort of the defining moment for me was when I was an intern at SNL, he thought it was really funny that my name was Christian. So when I would answer the phone, he would be like, hey, is, uh, is, this, is this Jew? Which, you know, I admit that that's probably not the funniest joke ever. But one of the guys who is one of the funniest people on the planet had just written a joke about me. And I was just like, oh, my God, he's got a name for me. And so when we get to a point where I went to uh, I went to New Orleans for spring break, it's that same year. And he was performing at Tulane where my friend went at the time. So at the show, I found Lori Joe, who she worked for him forever, not for him. She worked with him forever. I think it's important to make the distinction. And, uh, you know, she was always the way that if you didn't know where Norm was, you could talk to Lori Joe. And he always called her Lojo. It's like, hey, Lojo. You just hear him saying that all the time. Uh, so I found Lori Joe. I found Lojo at, uh, at, at Tulane. And she brought me backstage to say like, hey, Norm, look who's here. And he just looked at me. He literally had no idea who I was. <laughs> and I was just like, I kind of love this moment. I was like, well, oh, no, you know, I'm the guy that uh, I, I, I work with Danny Wilson, who's a guy that he was friends with the whole time he was there. And it's like, and whenever I answer the phone, you call me Jew. And he's like, oh, my God, it's Jew. You know, so he did know that. <laughs> And it was just sort of this like funny thing. And then if you listen, there's a there's a compilation of appearances from the old Dennis Miller radio show. He uh, clearly, you know, just believing in uh, reduce, recycle, reuse. He sort of recycles this, you know, this idea of, uh, you know, my name being Christian and, and being a Jew. And uh, our pal Sam Whitfield actually uh, isolated that and sent it to me. So uh, I thought it was, it was very funny, but as I mentioned, I had, you know, a number of times to interact with him. Uh, I, I actually, I didn't live in Los Angeles yet. And I had a couple of interviews. I interviewed to work on scrubs. Uh, I interviewed with Norm because I, you know, I was able to keep in touch with Lori Joe. And, uh, you know, I would have been his assistant on a show. He did a few minutes with Stan Hooper. This is not his TV show called Norm, where Artie Lang was his brother, because obviously they look so much alike. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and so, you know, I just I stayed in touch. And then when I started working for Dennis, it was like, you know, I mean, he was wrapped by Brillstein. So Gervitz was his manager as well. So it was very easy to, you know, continue. Like I had a professional reason to continue talking to Norm. And there would be times, especially when he was going to be on every week, you know, he would want to talk to me beforehand and like figure out what he wanted to talk about and stuff like that. So I would talk to Norm, just me and Norm, like on the phone, not being recorded, unfortunately. You know, I talked to him for like an hour and there would be times where I'm like, I can't believe this, but I need to try and get off the phone with Norm McDonald right now because I think he might keep me on the phone for three hours. And I'm like, I'm sitting in my office in Culver City. I am nowhere near home. You know, I got to go. <laughs> I've, I've been up since 4 a.m. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was great. And, uh, you know, yes to, uh, you know, just because I consider myself lucky to have had experiences like that. Uh, I, I have, uh, I always remember fondly uh, talking to Gary Shandling for like an hour once before he was on. And uh, Carvey, it was like regularly, he wanted to go over everything. And so he's like trying out voices on me. I'm like, what am I going to do? Be like, you know, Dana, that voice needs a little work, you know? And it was the same thing with Norm. I was like, whatever you want to talk about. And that's why I think it worked so well having him as a regular guest 
on Dennis's show because Dennis understood like, yeah, we just kind of just let him go, let him do whatever he needs to. But the problem being that the format of like radio, I mean, you know, you can both sort of attest to the idea that it's like you got maybe, you know, you got eight, maybe 10 minutes if you really push the other breaks, but you can't talk to somebody in the way you can on a podcast or a, you know, a satellite radio show. So doing that kind of stuff was, it was always like, you know, there's a very memorable time when Norm called in at Thanksgiving and he did this poem of all the things he's thankful for. And it was like, really, you know, he had clearly spent time working on it and it was all planned out, but we had to take a break in the middle of it. And that's what people don't remember because I think the way that it was edited for the best of, we just put it all together. But it was like, it was like it's like, he's in the middle and Dennis is like, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it's like, it was infuriating because I think that, you know, I think that uh, Dennis really uh, found himself uh, as uh, doing a, a, the podcast and doing long form interviews uh, as opposed to radio interviews. And really, I think that uh, old fashioned broadcast radio is really for simple people who uh, can't really think for very long, don't have much to say. And that's why I'm glad to bring in someone who uh, still works in old fashioned radio. Uh, the one, the only somebody who likes to party. Liev, how are you, sir? Well, look at that. We got TK right there. He's right, he's right there. <laughs> What's up, buddy? You look good. Yeah, you too. I tried to, you know, send you a text about TiVo time, but apparently you changed your number and didn't tell me, dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and Liev, before we talk about Norm, uh, I think that it's very important that we acknowledge uh, Will's uh, porn star stash and will you muted yourself and I can't unmute you. So you have to unmute you, but uh, can we just, can we just marvel at uh, Will's Zoom porn star stash? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. That thing, that's a thing of beauty. No, uh, forget the, forget like the stash. Let's talk about uh, his latest post. And he's been posting these uh, for a while and I, I admire it. I, I am. I'm so, <laughs> envious of what, having you want to you want to wear a corset and pose naked what, yeah 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 you can arrange you that good you look great like i'm so jealous will <laughs> will has what we like to call tasteful nudes do you yeah, think that that's does. fair to say <laughs> yes well i i find them to be very tasteful yeah. Yeah. uh and I think that Liev finds himself wondering what they taste like so in oh, that way i think that, what i was just <laughs> come on in the Come on, in the honor of Norm McDonald, how are we going to come on here and not make a, a gay joke or two? You know? Hey, uh, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but for people who want to see, uh, go to at Will Sterling uh, underscore. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, in there, you know, for good measure. Come on. Let's uh, there we go. All right. You know, I, I, I got no complaints. Look, if I looked like this, I, well, I would sit around the house like this, you know, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, not very you, comfortable that thing. No, you should be comfortable. Uh, it makes no, no, Liev no, uncomfortable. It makes Liev uncomfortable, I think, because of uh, how it makes him feel. Uh, speaking not uncomfortable of, at all. I think, speaking I think. of uh, speaking of uncomfortable, you know, people want to know uh, how's your health, buddy? How are you doing? Oh man, man, oh man. Uh, uh, COVID, COVID's been a, a pain in the butt. Not gonna lie. And, Isn't that uh, weird? Isn't that so weird? Yeah, That's I, what I heard. I keep hearing that, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> now, I was under the impression that it was a hoax, but I guess you have proven that it's not a hoax. Uh, and oh, and by the way, 
Can can we just uh, say thank you to Liev for taking the time to talk to us because he should be busy packing. Uh, he'll be flying to Washington tomorrow for the uh, Justice oh, for J Six rally. On. He'll be at the Capitol. <laughs> He's having a family reunion there. <laughs> <laughs> no, the last thing, the absolute last thing, and I think uh, you know, there's there's obviously several things with COVID that are just absolutely horrific. A lot of people have lost loved ones, and 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 people have gotten very sick. Sure. The 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 worst thing about it is that really nobody knows uh, um, the the impact it is it's having on people when they actually get sick and it's causing such uh, hurtful, angry conversations between people. Yeah. Well, and, and something that you mentioned that like, just to be serious for a minute is that you talked about like you were getting better, but you would still get really confused in the middle of things. Like you'd sort of have this like fog and like right now you might not even know who you're talking to. Yeah. I don't even, who are you? Well, that's, that's what show business says every day. Are you the dude from the birdcage? <laughs> are you Nathan? Are, is your name Nathan? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> and no, I'll no, tell I mean, you, I honestly, for me, I mean, yeah, now that I've had COVID, and fortunately, and I was very fortunate, especially as you know, somebody who has smoked cigarettes for a, a long period of his life, um, and that was absolutely terrifying when I got COVID. I'm like, okay, how is this going to impact me? And yes, I know the conversations about getting vaccinated. My fiance is vaccinated and I, I have made the decision for myself to get vaccinated. I'm going to do that. Um, well, which I thought was interesting is when I saw you back in March, you talked about how uh, very early on you bought Moderna stock. And I was like, you know what? This guy is actually pretty smart. And uh, I think that your fiance is clearly very smart. You know, what I always say about my wife is that she's brilliant, except for her choice in men. Uh, so, you know, I say that about my wife. I can say Not that true. about uh, about your fiance as well. <laughs> you know? You're a prize. Well, and, and You're a prize. So, so, Thank you. Back, back to my point about, you know, the worst part yeah. about COVID is just me saying those words. I already know with this panel of guys who I respect, it's going to cause a conversation that I don't want to be a part of. And it's going to cause um, a discussion and, 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 and an argument, maybe. Yeah. Just no, because, I, just because everybody has their thoughts and feelings. And, sure. and Everybody and, is right. And believe me, I, I, you know, when I, when I heard you were sick, when I hear that anybody's sick, even public figures, you know, I, I always think like, well, I hope that they get better. The fact is that like, you still have people who, what they like to do is they, you know, like they'll, they'll see that there's a picture of like the, the Sturgis bike rally. And they decide like, well, you know, my job is now to talk about like, how many of these people are going to die? And I'm like, well, Jesus, why would you say that? And you know what, <laughs> yeah. even even in, in your personal uh, uh, Instagram, you know, after you were sick, there was like a picture. One of your latest pictures was you were at a concert and somebody commented like probably where you got Rona. And I was like, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know? well, I mean, I guess well, I kind of contributed to that privately because <laughs> Bujenski posted a, a story where he's like, man, this COVID has been really rough. Does anybody have any tips to how to get better? And oh, I said, yeah, yeah well, get fucking okay. vaccinated, dummy. Well, it's too, but it's too you know late what? at that point. Like once you I get know, it, you I can know. get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. But, I know, but, but I do but think Will, it's funny that you made a lot of money off of this. And right. uh... well, no, come on. <laughs> and, and Will's not. And Will's not right. He, or he's not wrong. He's not. And 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 who knows if he's right? And I hate that. This I hate this guy. I'm not smart enough to. No. To say yeah. Whether or not That's you true. should get vaccinated, I'm saying I'm going to get vaccinated because yeah. I want to. 
Well, look, because, and I think that that's what it comes down to. It doesn't matter, you know, what celebrities are telling people to do it or, you know, uh, although I, I will tell you that, uh, you know, I was at uh, Dodger stadium for some really miserable games against the Mets, but yeah. I was there for like four straight days and uh, boy, I wish I wasn't, but anyway, they, uh, you know, they made the announcement. It's like, you know, and uh, up on the reserve level, uh, if, uh, if you get vaccinated here, uh, we'll give you tickets to a free Dodger game. All of a sudden, there were like a thousand really? people getting vaccinated. Yeah. So, uh, and I was just like, well, I'm the sucker who just went and got vaccinated without any free Dodger tickets, you know? And uh, I, I've gotten my free Krispy Kreme donuts. I mean, obviously, take a look at this face, but, uh, you know, I haven't really enjoyed most of the perks. So, when it comes to everything, I, I hope that everybody uh, stays healthy. And, uh, Liev, I know that you are feeling better, but yet, ironically, you still have to be quarantined, not because of yourself, right? Yeah, I, I uh, came in contact with another person who who has COVID, and again, you, you know, it, uh, the science is out there. I definitely respect science. I definitely uh, respect everybody who is fighting to make sure that we all stay safe and, and better. But the, the answers just aren't there. And and in the case in point, I, I mean, if you look at science, I have antibodies right now, right? I just yeah. had COVID, and yet I am I've been told to be quarantined for five days. Where five days came from, I have no idea. Well, it used to be 14, then it was 10, and, and now it's five. But, you know, uh, Liev, it's a good thing that you're not a single man because uh, if you were, you could probably be out at the bars down there in the OC being like, anybody want some of these antibodies? Come on, you know? I, <laughs> Can I, I put my that, antibodies into your body? I think the extremists <laughs> on both sides have been incredibly moronic. And yeah. I, I wish there was a way where everybody could come and reach a middle ground. And hopefully that happens sooner than later because, yeah. every, I mean, in my opinion, and again, it's my opinion. Everybody has their own opinion. I, I, I think a lot of people have been very stupid. And honestly, when it comes down to it, like, just like, respect each other. Yeah. And I, I hope we can reach that point. And I don't know what it's going to take to get to that point. Um, but it, it's sad. It's been, it's been a very sad past 18 months. No, I definitely agree with that. And I think that, uh, you know, and we've had uh, people that have been on during uh, shows that we've done. Uh, Corby and uh, I think Dominica Saxon talked a little bit about how, you know, he had it and just some of the treatments that he had and uh, Corby hasn't been vaccinated, but he was able to do some therapeutics and, you know, it's, uh, it's just anybody that I hear that has it. I just, uh, I hope they feel better. And yes, that's any public figure that I've, I've heard that has it, you know, I, there, there isn't anybody that I'm just like, well, that's what, you know, so, uh, well, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this just, just to wrap it up. I mean, yeah. uh, my, my fiance is vaccinated and, uh, her symptoms were a little bit more severe in the initial stages. However, she did recover better. Uh, yeah. she lost her sense of taste and smell. I did not. We definitely had different symptoms. I am still dealing though. Um, what am I like on week four? four almost yeah uh, uh post covid and uh and uh uh she's feeling significantly better than i am so hey, yeah right, well, right there and and that's what i think we're tending to hear you know uh, obviously this show this group of nerds uh we talked about how both uh gene simmons and paul stanley from kiss both uh were vaccinated and got sick and uh they both said like yeah it was a couple of days where i really didn't feel good uh, but, uh, then they, you know, they were fine. Of course, they're right back out on tour, still doing meet and greets. God that. bless them. And, uh, Will, I did just get an email. We'll be there. There'll be two tickets waiting for us in Chula Vista on the 25th hey. of September. Hey, so, uh, where, where, we'll, where's TK's and my invite? 
Uh, it's oh oh, Kesha's there. Favorite place to ever go is Chula Vista. He even mentioned that last time, right right before he left to go back to Boston. I I I actually think that uh, (laughs) TK does like to give a shout out every now and again to Chula Vista, (laughs) Escondido, Uh, Hacksaw Hamilton. uh, If anybody wants to Google, brilliant. Uh, Funny funny comment from Dominicus Saxon. I'm surprised Liev hasn't started selling his antibody essence just yet. (laughs) Uh, he also says it sucked. He had to use a nebulizer at home for a couple of weeks. Uh, it'll take more than that to take Saxon out. Uh, and yeah, my uh, my my daughter has asthma, so we, she uses a nebulizer a lot. And uh, I can I can only imagine having to just sort of leave that thing strapped on. <laughs> you know, oh she gets God. to watch. I, I can only imagine your anxiety throughout this whole process. Then worrying about your daughter, like that must have been. Yeah, uh, you well, probably talked about on your your podcast, but wow. well, you. I know you have a lot of episodes backed up, but you'll catch up before. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm on uh, episode. What was? What are we on? Three thousand four hundred thirty-two. Th- th- this is four fifty-two, wow. and uh, in truly a fashion, fashion, we tried to have you on to celebrate our landmark four fifty, and oh. here you are two weeks later. So I think that's perfect. I but, used yeah. to love doing the black cast. I can't believe I wasn't there for that. I loved, loved the black cast when I worked with Dennis Miller, and what an honor <laughs> that was to work with you, gentlemen. But man, when we stayed two hours later to do the black cast, oh my. God. Gosh, I was just well, over the moon, happy, thrilled. But the best was, uh, you know, we've talked to Jeff about this that he started, <laughs> and he had to like go to his afternoon job. And I was like, oh yeah, but you know, you're not done. <laughs> you're He's just still got to do the black cast. <laughs> yeah, you have to stay and do the black cast. I and remember especially waiting. Like, when, go in ahead, the booth. Like you would do in uh, Coltrane's corner, and I would wait for like an hour. Like, okay, I'll, I'll come get you when we're ready for you. And then just like sitting around, like, what? When are we going to talk about the nerd <laughs> stuff for <Yeah>. hours? <laughs> I'm well, surprised. Ken just read daily mail stories. I'm surprised nobody's been canceled yet, just because. Uh, I, I know, just because we all, you know, we 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 hang out, we get comfortable. I've 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 had obviously I've gone gambling with you know well and and we've had <laughs> drinks and, but we we genuinely do like each other and when we hang out we have a great time. But yeah. having a great time and drinks causes loose tongues and. Well, I feel like there's a reason that a lot of the first episodes are not available to the public. Yeah, oh, are the, they not the, the first like 115 aren't really out there. Uh, you can find some of them, but uh, and uh, Will, at one point you like listened back to some of the stuff, and you were like, "Oh yeah, I guess if this gets me, this gets me," you know. Yeah, That's you know what? At this point, it's like it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Like yeah. we're we're so far past like what any I don't know. We're, we're, everyone's a piece of shit, so. Just, <laughs> Just bust me now and let's move the past it. The best honesty ever. And the best you know? answer. That's absolutely awesome. At some point in time, everyone has behaved like a piece of shit. Like, that's just, is, that's, I think that's pretty much factual, regardless of who you are. Will, so, like, uh, they're actually asking you to host the Oscar. Oh, wait, no, never mind. They've changed their mind. They listened to the black. I know. Because yeah. of something I, I <laughs> well, laughed at that you said. Yeah, I know. It, it's true. Just laughing is what can get you canceled now. You know? That's a, it's, a, a, <laughs> it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, Shane Gillis lost his job on SNL because of what he said, but also because of what he laughed at, you know, on his uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, Dominica Saxon also chimes in. I feel Christian's worry for his kids. My 27 year old daughter has asthma and is a nurse. So even with all the precautions she takes, I still worry about her. And I think that's what it comes down to is that I worry about the fact that my kids are nowhere close to being vaccinated. Uh, but there's also, look, my son goes to public school. They, they test them every week and some parents uh, opted out of it. And I'm like, no, I'd like to know. So that's fine. And I think that helps. But uh, in general, you know, kids are tough and they uh, usually do well. Uh, the great Thomas Parham in the chat, Will, he says, here, here to Bajenski's call for extremists on both sides to chill. 
And uh, yeah, I think that that would go a long way. You know, if only Norm Macdonald and Ann Coulter had gotten together. I know, seriously, Ev. But that's okay because. Seriously, just just like seriously, I just got to say this. I got to get it off my chest. And like, no, really. Just just because. Just because in my, in my position, and it's 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 been very, it's, I'm not going to lie, it's been a very challenging 18 months because you want to make 100 people laugh, and to make 100 people laugh, you're going to have to offend 100 people, I feel like. And yeah. where's that joke that you tell that's absolutely perfect? And really, in, in the end, like you just want everybody to get along, and it, I, don't, I don't know what that answer is to get everybody to get along. Well, there is one thing that brings us all together, Money. and it is something that I had planned for two weeks ago. And uh, it is, of course... What time is it? Oh yeah. Fans and everybody, Gator Nation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made that. You one thing. You have never seen any player in the entire country play as hard as I will play the rest of the season. Great. You never see a team play harder. The great New York the Mets the player. Oh yeah, God. and obviously the the irony is that you're coughing at the end of that. The the version that I have is you <laughs> coughing. Uh, so uh, there's two things about uh, Tebow we need to talk about. Uh, the first is uh, he was cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and uh, I and, feel and like that's got, like getting waxy. So just saying, coincidence? Yeah, I feel like that's like getting cut from the L.A. Kiss. Yo, first of all, no, you nobody, take that back. <laughs> nobody did worse than Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. That, oh, you mean this last week? No, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> what? Yeah, you want to talk about a guy who does? You want to talk about a you know the like when you're a kid and you have to wash the dishes and you don't want to, you just drop a couple of plates and it's like, all right, get the hell out of the kitchen. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is like, so you sure you don't want to get rid of me? Man, All right, let's see what happens. Yeah, is he eating crow right now, or was that on purpose? Like that was just. Horrific. I think he. I think he put ten grand on the Saints. I'm just. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I think. I, uh, I think he tried. I think he was like. He went out for the first series. He was like, "All right, let's let's see what happens." And then it was like, "Nah, I'm not feeling it today. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tomorrow." Uh, but uh, Liev, uh, do you think that uh, his? Uh, Tebow's NFL career can continue. He was in the New York Mets organization for a long time. And I think he decided to stop playing baseball at exactly the wrong time, because I feel pretty confident the Mets would have called him up this year uh, just to try and sell some tickets. But uh, <laughs> did he go back to broadcasting or uh, is there still hope for uh, your, your one-time hero? I, I think he'll go back to broadcast. I mean, Tim Tebow is, is, you know, it, he has put himself in a position to where, yeah, he can be mocked, he can be joked, but at least he tried. And he tried hard. And he worked hard to get to where he is. So, you know what? I, I give him all the credit in the world. And it, it, I, I watch the, the news stations. I watch ESPN and Fox Sports and whatever. And they can joke on him all they want. What? How, how inspiring. I, I, I find him to be very inspiring and Whatever he does next, he'll put his heart into and excel. And of I, course, I really feel like GB I feel squared. like we have like uh, COVID has like given we have a new new perspective on life because like it, this is like too serious. Like everything he's saying is like no, no like really. Well, no, 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 feel it. He's been trained to be perfectly inoffensive because radio could go any <laughs> I, uh, which way. I, uh, hey, I, I, we're gonna. You are not to have your opinion. And, uh, yeah, God is good. 
Yeah, I mean, GB squared, right? I mean, come on. So uh, speaking of Tim Tebow, uh, I know that uh, you're holding your Tim Tebow book, uh, even though it, you have it every night when you go to bed. Yeah. But you have it for a reason. And uh, one of the times when we had uh, the great Norm MacDonald guest host, the Dennis Miller show, uh, you had an interaction with him. And I wanted you to share that with uh, our audience. So it's really, really cool. And I, I can't remember. I, I think I'm remembering it correctly. And maybe TK, I, I believe you were behind me. Did, he asked to sign my Tim Tebow book, right? He saw it and he wanted to sign it. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, because that made it funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was hilarious. <laughs> so I had this Tim Tebow book. We're all sitting there. I'm first, I want to say Jason Sudeikis is one of the coolest people I've, I've ever met along with Norm, along with Dennis, along with uh, you guys. Um, <laughs> But Whose I remember, names I can't remember. Yeah. I remember I remember me and Jason Sudeikis, and he was actually really nervous to be in the same room with Norm MacDonald. And- yeah, I, I, I've told this story that, you know, I sat in the studio. It was Norman Dennis and Sudeikis was on SNL at the time. He was in town. And so he sat in, too. And I mean, I was just talking about like, man, I can't believe that. What was I doing? in that room. And he's like, you, what, how do you think I feel? And I'm like, dude, you're on Saturday night live. And I didn't know this. I didn't know this, but like one day you're going to be Ted Lasso. So yeah, you can be in that room, but the, you know, I, I've never accomplished anything as my wife repeatedly tells me, you know, so I really didn't belong in that room, but I'm so glad I had one hour in my life where I felt like I was in show business. And that it was that one hour that uh, I did, which there's video of that out there. If uh, people want to find it, uh, that hour of the show. But so that time that Norm was uh, in studio, he saw your Tim Tebow book and he asked if he could sign it. Right. Leah. Right. He asked if he, if he could sign it. I thought, okay, that's, that's a little weird. Uh, but it's Norm, and, and you know Norm's delivery. He goes, uh, he goes like, "Hey, uh, uh, you got the Tim Tebow book? Uh, I want, I want to sign it." Oh, okay, Norm, sign it. You know, all right, all right, I'm gonna sign it. And then I go, "Can I get a picture?" And, and while I'm taking a picture, I can tell he wants to say something more. And he goes, uh, "After we take the picture, I put the book down. I'm, I'm trying to get back to work." He goes, "Hey, uh, did you?" Uh, did you read it? <laughs> I read it. But your your stupid signature in my book? I didn't say that, but I'm that that's what I'm wondering. He goes, no, yeah, yeah, you gotta open it. You gotta, you gotta open the book. You gotta, you gotta read it. I'm like, all right, I read it, and he's literally staring at me. Watching me read this, he just wants the reaction of me laughing. And here's what he writes, and this is why. Because he didn't sign his name. He wrote as if he was Tim Tebow. And he said to David, as an evangelical Christian football star, I've turned down more ass you've seen, Tim Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) And and he's like, he has his hand out, you know, like how you see him. Like when he tells you, if you ever see the stand up, that's how, that's his delivery. He's like, he's like waiting for me to laugh. You seriously care about me laughing. And I think that is so freaking cool that you care so much about my response. How cool is that? Yeah. I, I, the, the fact that he was like, there, like a little kid, like, no, no, you gotta, you know, you gotta, uh, you gotta read it. You know, open the book and uh, look inside. Cause there's, the, uh, you, know, there's uh, you got some words in there that you got to read there. And it's the, it's the turd Ferguson. Like, uh, and that's funny. Cause it's, uh, yeah. it's a big hat. Yeah. It's a silly hat. <laughs> Oh my god, no, that's perfect. It's a big hat. It's a character, yeah. Yeah.
Uh, yeah, I mean, look, that was uh, that's the thing about doing, you know, in-person radio and uh, old media and all that is that you would get those guests there and sometimes you would have really fun interactions and fun times like that. And, uh, you know, it uh, it was always fun, you know, because we didn't have a lot of guests there in studio. But uh, when we did, uh, it was a lot of fun. And what I love about that picture is like everybody was there that day. There We have that picture from that day. Uh, you know, we were all there. Uh, Sarah actually came in that day. And Kyle, who like booked guests for us, he never, he came in like three times ever. And he, Kyle's in that picture. So yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, wait, who's that guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, Kyle. Kyle and his wife, Heather used to help us uh, book celebrity guests. Uh, yeah. So I just thought it was so funny, but uh, Liev, it is, uh, I, I do, I know you need to rest your voice because uh, you're going to be getting back out there uh, on Monday. So you got to, uh, you got some heavy lifting to do to uh, keep the, uh, you know, to basically keep the entire Los Angeles market afloat as being the signature voice of- Right, uh, that is my job, yes. Yeah, of, of Southern California. Yeah. Uh, if, if you can ever stay healthy, uh, Will and I uh, would love to meet up with you at uh, Rock and Brews, but we're going to have to sit out on the patio uh, eight feet away from you. But we still want to <laughs> see you, though. You know, I can't get rid of COVID. No, it's not even COVID related. We just don't want to be that close yeah. to you yeah. in general. We don't want to catch whatever it is that makes you who you are. So if somebody wants to make a, make a JPEG of, of Liev and oh, the, man, the, the COVID virus, like the microscope COVID virus, and they want to take that and make it into a poster for Brokeback Mountain <laughs> and Liev saying, COVID, I can't quit you. Uh, I'll give, I'll give them, you know what? I'll, I'll give them a, here's what I'll give you. I'll give you a black cast mug. I never give those to anybody because I'm always afraid of mailing them, uh, but I'll figure out, I'll, I'll wrap it in bubble wrap or something. So if somebody That's makes great. that, uh, okay, we will okay. definitely do that. Well, we okay. have, uh, thank you for uh, coming back to your old stomping grounds of the black cast. And uh, we appreciate you playing hurt as they say. Uh, I know that you haven't been feeling well, but uh, it's uh, always great to be able to visit with you and, uh, you know, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, Will and I will definitely make sure that, uh, we get together and we, we each get a turn swabbing your a nostril to make sure that you're still healthy. Great. Can't wait till you guys both, uh, uh, invade and, and violate my nostrils again. Well, that's not the cavity that you were hoping for, but, uh, we'll settle for the nose. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll say this about Norm though. Uh, 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 just, just, uh, just to wrap it up before I say goodbye, it's yeah. very sad to, to, to see somebody who who uh, I, I think was genuinely just a nice guy and very talented. And it's sad, if you really think about it, he probably won't go down and be remembered by a lot of people. And that's crazy to think because he is so talented. And, I mean, if you look forward to the future 20, 30 years from now, dude's not going to be remembered. And that's, that's crazy. And so it should be a reminder of a lot of people, make the most of every moment and try to be as impactful as possible. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. <laughs> this is this is this is uh this is uh preacher dave and by the way uh dominicus saxon says i miss Liev's cactus dave uh where he would do the fake texas accent because when you were leaving us for country radio you became a uh, cactus dave and now he's preacher dave so uh <laughs> praise Liev. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I mentioned to you in a text, Liev, and I'll, I'll let you go in a moment. The last time that I saw Norm was I was, again, one of those like, I don't belong in this room, but I've been able to talk my way into it. So I'll be there. But uh, David Spade had his show on Comedy Central and guests on that show were uh, Norm, Dennis and Kevin Nealon. And so they were all, you know, hanging out. And so I I know 
obviously I know Dennis very well, but I know Norm fairly well. Norm's mom was there and she was like the sweetest woman ever. And like even Norm, every once in a while, I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't have said that in front of my mom. I'm like, oh my God, even Norm realizes <laughs> that there's things you don't say in front of your mother. But uh, like, look, that you can find that episode of the show. It was good. But man, the if, if the show had been them talking in that dressing room that I was sitting in, uh, none of them would have had a career. <laughs> Just none of the things that they talked about. Uh, and uh, it was uh, it was fun to you know get to see them in a natural environment like that. And uh, you know, I, I've seen Norm perform you know on stage a few times and just professionally. It was just like, he didn't care if, if a joke was going well. He's like, I, I think this is funny and I'm going to yeah. still go with it. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's why, look, that joke that's been making the rounds is when he was on Conan and he told that moth joke that's like four minutes long. Mm -hmm. And uh, anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, make sure you find it. And, uh, oh, my God, it's this long joke. And he's like, oh, no, no, I, I've, got, I've got four minutes to fill. I've got a joke that lasts that long. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yes, uh, I do agree that Norm didn't get the credit that I think he deserves. But I hope that, uh, the, you know, sort of these last few days, it has felt like everybody's got either a Norm story or like, here's my favorite clip, my favorite clip. And uh, that's the beauty of it. There's so much stuff out there. Like there's a like I know a guy who worked on Opie and Anthony's for a long time, and that was not a show that I ever really listened to. I was more of a Stern guy, but he posted all these clips of like Norm on Opie and Anthony. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to be listening to those you know, over the weeks ahead. So uh, there's so much out there and everybody's got memories to share uh, and it's great. Uh, and uh, Liev, I, uh, I, I know that uh, you've got some great jokes out there too. And uh, for, for your career's sake, uh, I'll make sure that I start putting the original episodes of the black cast all back up there and uh, I'll tag you on Facebook when I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have three things I want to say before I get off. <laughs> and I'm not going to say a damn one of them. Cause they're all going to get me in trouble. Uh, well, you well, you can text them to me, and I'll I'll make I'll Will say them. I'll individually. That's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I'll right. wait for that because you know yeah. your number. Oh, yeah. so that you oh. can get his new number. <laughs> yeah, way to go, uh, buddy. All right. Well, you know what? You know, I don't feel bad. You know what? Yeah. You can and, you can keep coughing. And by the way, uh, Sam Whitfield genuinely loves you. He wants the world to know that uh, he is Team Liev forever. Come, so. come over, buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, can't wait to hang out with, uh, with, with you and, and Will and, and TK. Why don't you, you come back and man, I so badly want to say something inappropriate and I can't, and I will text I you. Know, right which is, which that's great. Makes this can't. even funnier. Yeah, that's we true. All know, like the kind of direction you want to go and you can't. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like I could, I could say something uh -huh. even so subtle right now that, I might be able to get away with, but I'm so scared of everything right now. I'm not. Oh, gonna even, I'm yeah. Not even no, no, it's, it. it's not worth it. You know, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, love, love all three of you. Yes. And, 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 and what that means is fuck Jeff. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Who the fuck's Jeff? Yeah. Well, that's what you were really trying to say. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. All right. All right. Thank you. Here. Bye. <laughs> Oh my God. Who was that masked man? And, um, you know, I, uh, he, when I talked to him in March, he was so paranoid about COVID. He was so worried about catching it. So when he told me that he had it, I was like, well, what are you doing? And, and you mean uh, March you know, 2020. 
March, no, March 2021. When I, when oh, okay. I, I saw him uh, after I went to the Kissed Alive, did that show in a parking lot down in Lake Elsinore. And so on the way back, I met up with him at a bar that was um, very crowded for a little crowded for my taste, let's just say. But we sat outside and uh, I was like, that's what I found out. I'm like, okay, so he had uh, bought some Moderna stock and, uh, you know, all of that. And uh, so when he had it, uh, you know, he uh, obviously was freaked out. And I even told you guys that uh, when we were going to have him on uh, episode 450, the reason he wasn't on is because his voice was like lost, lost, like he just couldn't talk. And I don't think he was feeling as well. But what he had said earlier in the week was like, yeah, I'll be on as long as I'm not on a ventilator by then. So, uh, you know, he was definitely making a lot of a lot of jokes with sort of that nervous laughter, because I mean, what we remember about Liev is how nervous he was about flying. So anytime he had a flight, he was always like, yeah, except of course, if my plane crashes, you know, and, and uh, you could, you know, he could joke about it, but then if you said it, he's like, oh my God, no, don't say that. That's when he would, uh, when he would get uh, very serious, I think. Well, I like that uh, our uh, memory lane, remembering Norm MacDonald uh, spent so much time uh, talking to Liev, but uh, I really wanted him to share his Tim Tebow book because uh, I, I just remember <laughs> that. And, and it's funny because the little bit that I know Norm, I, I can visualize him just like the big smile of like, oh, have you read it? Why don't you why don't you open the book and uh, look over the uh, you know look over the words in there, and uh, you know it's uh, it is sad to think about somebody that was that funny, and you know Saturday Night Live their official Twitter they posted about how you know what a comedy great he was, and their picture was him sitting at the Weekend Update desk, and I'm like oh so the job that you fired him from. You know, it was like that's the way that you're choosing to to honor him, and I mean it is where people remember him. And uh, I, I've talked about like when I was an intern at at Conan, I was able to get tickets to a, an SNL dress rehearsal through somebody that I knew, and I went. And SNL's dress rehearsal is a half hour longer than the live show, and uh, you know, Weekend Update had was like an easily five more minutes where they were trying out jokes, and I have a VHS of it. There's no one in the audience laughing except for one laugh, and it's me. <laughs> I'm laughing at all these jokes that uh, you know, a lot of, and it's just like. You know, he had all of his uh, his running gags, you know, like uh, you guessed it, Frank Stallone or uh, Germans love David Hasselhoff and just, you know, his stuff that like people who loved him, loved him. But man, people who didn't love him, they they really had a problem <laughs> with it. But uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, his his movie Dirty Work is uh, sort of a, you know, a little bit a little bit of a, 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 like a mid grade classic. I think I loved it. I saw it in the theater and I love uh, it. Yeah, I mean him, him and Artie Lang just uh, and you know, boy, that you know, you want to talk about uh, just Twitter being a dark place. You know, Artie Lang doesn't post a lot these days, but uh, he posted a picture of him and Norm about uh, you know how much uh, he loved Norm and how he would miss him, and um, you know, thousands of comments about like uh, I can't believe you outlived Norm, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, and that was uh, one of you know one of the things that I thought was. Uh, when Norm passed, I was just like, man, I know that Norm would have a great joke right now about Norm passing and he, he didn't leave it with us. And uh, I think it's the interesting thing that he was sick for 10 years. And look, that goes back to times that like when we saw him uh, in those pictures with Jason Sudeikis and all that, he may have known then. So he knew for a really long time and he worked through it. And I, I feel bad 
to make it about me. No, it's just that like I was so persistent at trying to get him for Dennis's last podcast. And, you know, I wrote to him, I wrote to Lori Joe, and I wrote a couple of times and I tried to, I got a bunch of people like you know, famous people to like retweet me asking him because he tweeted a lot. And, uh, you know, so now I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, I was nagging to get him on the dumb podcast. And he's probably feeling terrible in, in that moment. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, so, uh, Will, I, uh, I know that you got to go get your pump. And uh, I wanted my to. Phone is, uh, my phone is also at 12%. So I'm not. Yeah, no, no. Uh, well, that's okay because Liev was at about 11%. And I don't mean his phone. But in any case, uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity for a, a final thought. I mean, you talked about the great, uh, the homeless guy with a dog joke, which is absolutely one of my favorites. Uh, Norm's first special is filled with them. Uh, any uh, any final thoughts that uh, you have on this, doing this 452nd Blackcast? Uh, any, anything that you want to share with the people uh, before you go? Uh, just that it's cool, you know what I mean? Like in a way, uh, it's tragic, obviously, what happened, but that we all have our own memories of like working together with this person and even in small in a small capacity of like a couple guest hosts or whatever it was or calling it on the phone or is this Norm on hold or we got somebody fucking up my moment um <laughs> but we can all share like stories of things that like having met him he signs a tebow book like jesus fuck lady no this is norm's this is a joke by the way i want well uh, i i'll pass long before you i want you to do my eulogy but i also can i want you to be in the parking lot like every time he tries to say something heartfelt perfect it was but, so yeah. quiet now there's so many things <laughs> happening. Um, anyway, th that we can have this episode as outside of, it's not just us being like, man, we were all fans of this person. It's like, we all met and like in some capacity, yeah. like worked with this person. So I, I don't know, that's really special. Yeah, one of uh, one of my uh, Facebook pictures was uh, I posed with Norm the time that he had uh, Kevin Farley, uh, Chris Farley's brother in, and uh, he was just so relentless to Little Farley, like about like talking about how Norm had loaned him money and stuff, and he's like, I thought you weren't going to tell anybody that, and he he was great at that stuff, you know, and I think that's like the best comics, you know, they have the stuff that they'll do to other comedians that are like, oh, I know your weak spot, so let me just go ahead and poke it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go in like a matador and kill you, but I'm definitely gonna just poke it a couple of times with the, you know, with a tuning fork. Uh, yeah, it was it was a fun part of uh, getting to do that show, uh, and you know, just getting to interact with, you know, to think about how fun it would be when Norm would sit in, when Breitbart would sit in, and you know, the fact that uh, neither of them are with us anymore is crazy. I mean, Breitbart's been gone almost ten years at this point, which is just insane. Uh, and uh, you know, when, we had just a quick side note when I when I went in and told you that like you were like are you serious and i said dead serious but i didn't mean it like in a pun way no no i know you part. didn't and and, and larry was... uh, just to talk about andrew for a second larry o'connor texted me and it, it, his text was like it, it all it said was it's true you know like because he he knew it was going around and it was just like well that doesn't seem right um but yeah so uh i think we had a lot of fun uh with norm and uh that's the way I remember him and, uh, you know, all the comedy that's out there, uh, anybody who hasn't watched the almost two hour compilation of his appearances from the Dennis Miller show and anybody who wants some of those guest host appearances, just you can find me. You can ask me. I'll, I'll share them. I don't want to post them, but, uh, you know, we, we can share them. We can be part of that community. Uh, Will Sterling, if people want to see some of your tasteful nudes, Will Sterling underscore, right? That's me. Yep. 
All right. And uh, we'll we'll go live from the KISS concert on the 25th down in Chula Vista. And by the way, we are look, definitely we are look like de- this. Yeah, we are definitely stopping for an Oreo cookie shake uh, on the Oh, line. yes, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Will Sterling, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. Sorry, I'm uh, I fucked it up. It, no, no honestly that I just wanted to throw in when you were doing your norm tribute, you, you started out, you were like, you know, and it's tragic. And I really thought you were talking about your mustache. Well, and you know what? We're glad you got it out. Uh, so William, I can't wait to uh, see you because now that you live in the LBC, it, it's going to take a big event for us to get together, but uh, I will. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the JPEG for the episode right there. <laughs> uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, Agent Starling, looking forward to uh, having an excuse to uh, have you back on the podcast very soon. Thank you, Will. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Lex. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, it was, it was fun that, uh, you know, Thomas Parham, uh, brings up, didn't one of the network suits make Lauren fire Norm from weekend update. Uh, the, the Don Olmeyer was an executive. He was friends with OJ Simpson. So allegedly he took it very personally that will made so many OJ jokes. And do you, uh, do you remember his joke? the Saturday after the OJ verdict, Ken? No. Well, it's official. Murder is legal in the state of California. (laughs) (laughs) And they had a picture because I worked in the research department when I was an intern there. The picture that they used, they had one that they called Smiling OJ. So like they always used Smiling OJ. And you know, you gotta you gotta pay the AP every time you use it. But it was like, oh, they got a lot of mileage out of Smiling OJ, whoever took it. And um Here's the thing I'll say about that, though, to Thomas Parham. If Lorne Michaels wanted him to continue doing Weekend Update, he would have continued doing Weekend Update. So uh, they, you know, Norm gets a pass by some people on that. And uh, look, I'll I'll say the the first show that I did when I was an intern on SNL was the show after Norm had gotten fired from Weekend Update, but Norm was still on the show. And it was just a very weird vibe. There were like different camps. And uh, I love Colin Quinn forever because uh, he was very, he encouraged me to uh, submit jokes to him for Weekend Update. And, uh, you know, he eventually That's did cool. use one of mine. Yeah. So uh, just in the way that, that Norm had uh, encouraged uh, someone that I knew to do the same. So, uh, but uh, I, I always was such a huge Norm fan that it was like literally anything they needed me to do. It was like, go get, Go get uh, go pick up Norm's dinner from Ruth's Chris, you know, uh, it's the steakhouse right down the street. And uh, I, you know, he knew that he didn't stay for the whole season. You know, he was gone after a little bit, but he had a few weeks that he stuck around just doing sketches. So they had a list of of sketches that he had done in the past that they wanted me to compile and, and put together on a tape. And uh, so I, wor- I got to work very closely because I was an inter- I went six days a week as an intern because I knew yeah. that I'm like, if you're going to be there, you got to be there. You know, you got to really, you don't want to miss anything. Don't just go for a few days because of what college credit you need. And so I was there. So Laurie Joe just, uh, you know, said, can you find these sketches? And, you know, I, I was doing it because it's like, well, that's what you do when you're an intern. You know, somebody asks you to do stuff. And uh, then she was like, oh, Norm, uh, Norm wants to pay you for it. And, you know, so I got a, I got a personal check from Norm, actually, uh, which I cashed. No, I cashed, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, you know, I think that that's, 
that's why Lori Joe is, is so great because she knew that like Norm might not have thought about it, not anything negative about Norm, but she's just like, well, you got to pay this intern who's doing it. I was like, oh yeah, of course. You know? So we did. And mm -hmm. there's somebody that I've talked about who I didn't like that had me do the same thing. And uh, they did not, they tried to not pay me. And then uh, the aforementioned Dan Wilson in research was like, you know, you got to pay him for that. Right. And to, to his credit, Chris Kattan did pay me for it. Uh, <laughs> so at least I, at least I did get money for him. Uh, I did it for Tim Meadows as well. Tim Meadows, nobody had to tell him to pay me. Uh, so, and uh, you know, so uh, yeah, look, it was great. It was fun to sort of get to know him, but because I was like, I was all in for Norm. I was able to, you know, keep in touch with Lori Joe and got to keep in touch with Norm just a little bit. Like if we hadn't done the Dennis Miller show, like if I hadn't worked on it, I would have run out of excuses to try and talk to Norm, you know? <laughs> so eventually she would have been like, what does this kid want? You know? <laughs> so it was great that we had that relationship and, you know, he, I would see him sometimes I would go see Norm do shows and he and Dennis did shows a couple of times. Uh, the, the, Ken, you didn't work there when we did. It was, uh, I went with Coelho and Sabes. It was Dennis, Norm, Spade, and Lovitz too, I think. And, uh, you know, yeah. it was all out at the, uh, the San Manuel uh, casino. Uh, they, it was like Thursday night live. They called it. It was amazing. So, you know, a lot of fun times. Uh, oh yeah. F uh, Farad Muhammad has a great, uh, I love that Will Ferrell's Harry Carey called Colin Quinn Norm at one point. <laughs> hey Norm, did you gain weight? <laughs> uh, yeah. Thomas Parham, Christian Blatt spilling tea. Delicious. Um, yeah, I know I have a, I have a story that I go back and forth on whether or not I, I should tell. And, uh, I, I, I will tell a, a story because it's funny. And uh, I feel like if I had asked Norm, if I could tell this story, he'd be like, sure. So I won't identify the person in question, but there was uh, someone who was interested in Norm at one point, And we'll just say at one point. And uh, he was just not into it. And my theory is that there probably had been a moment between them and then he was ready to move on, but whatever it was, he was not interested. And so, you know, he was talking to them and, you know, even in the late 90s, early 90s, whenever this was, just keeping it vague, you always knew what people's politics were. And so he's just like, yeah, and I was thinking about it and I was like, well, she's probably had like three or four abortions. So uh, I'm just going to talk about how, you know, it's murder, right? Yeah, abortion <laughs> is murder. And uh, she left him alone. <laughs> Makes sense. So. The reason I tell that story is not to embarrass him, but just because of the way that he matter of fact is like, and I looked at her and I thought, well, she's probably had three or four abortions. <laughs> and, uh, uh Oh, there's like a plane crash out my window. So maybe I shouldn't have told that. But, uh, if, if anybody says anything, uh, it's, uh, Thomas Parham liked that. I was uh, telling tales out of school. And, uh, I don't know. I thought that that was, uh, that was funny. Uh, so in any case, uh, I, I think that it was, it was so fun. Obviously I loved working with Dennis Miller. He was my favorite comedian from the time I was in middle school. Uh, and then Norm just sort of emerged as like one a and clips of Norm on Dennis's HBO show are some of the best clips that are going around right now. Uh, Salman shared one with me, uh, uh, you know, that he had done a show in San Francisco and there was, uh, there were protesters outside and the dad had a, 
had a sign that said, I'm proud of my gay son. So look for that clip. I'm telling everyone uh, it's very <laughs> funny and it's very norm. And uh, I, I love Norm as a comedian and uh, you know, look, anybody is a public figure. If, if you want to come out of the woodwork and tell stories that you think aren't great, uh, that's, that's your business. Uh, but I never had a bad thing to say about him. I've never had a bad thought about him. And you know, uh, uh, you know, like his, his roast of Bob Saget, where he's like intentionally telling like the, the hackiest, cheesiest jokes ever. <laughs> it's like so brilliant that like the audience doesn't know what to make of it, but the other comics are all dying. You know, it's like, ah, Jim Norton, he's a colorful character, green with envy, you know, <laughs> and, and just like, I don't know. There's so much of that stuff, so much great stuff. And we have, we, there's so much to look at, but uh, I don't know, Ken. I mean, how fun was it to have somebody like Norm come and sit in and, and you know, like, first of all, I mean, Dennis usually wasn't there. We very rarely saw him, you know? Right. So like our guest hosts, like Norm and Breitbart, they would come in. So it's like, oh, this is going to be fun. This is going to be like a radio show, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like I said at the very beginning, just like he's because like he's funny in that way that just like it's intelligent and it makes you feel like intelligent. It was just like the whole time that he was around it was just he was just like so funny without intentionally being funny like he was just kind of being him and it just really worked very well um and he just you know it's it's always nice when someone that you like as like a celebrity or something is like really cool when you you know meet them and work with them and it's just like they're just like everybody else and like that stuff is always really good and he was he was very good about like that yeah and uh you know it's uh it, it's just funny too to like think about you know as i remember one of the last times he guest hosted just randomly we <laughs> we were talking about i don't know voice actors and i forget who had been in something but it, it just sort of we were talking and it came out that we both had seen the winnie the pooh movie that was out at the point and you know i i went to go see it with my mom when she was in town because i think that at that point she must have thought i was still eight but uh it, it, the, it, we went and we had a delightful time and he's like what? he was just like what are the odds that two grown men have both seen the winnie the pooh movie <laughs> and uh you know and i was just like well yeah you're right and, yeah and just like good point little moments little moments like that that were funny and uh you know he always he had like these little you know these little like ways that he would talk sometimes he would just be like what the h like he was really trying to make what the h like a thing at one point for him you know just uh his just like if he was uh, out not outraged but if he was just exasperated about something yeah. and uh you know, and, and it's like, if Lori Joe didn't say what the H he'd be like, what? And she's like, Oh yeah. What the H. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just little memories like that. And it's fun. And like I said, as, as sad as it was to hear that Norm had passed, just the outpouring of emotion and just the bombardment of clips and being able to go down memory lane and, uh, you know, talk to you guys about that great Ann Coulter interview. <laughs> so good. You know, so very good. <laughs> yeah, I know it. Uh, so that was fun. And uh, Coltrane, this is so we've had you on like uh, twice in a month. So uh, let's uh, let's make it a habit. You know, let's uh, we gotta we gotta dust off Coltrane's corner, find out some more to talk about. And uh, I've got uh, I've got a few things coming up in the weeks ahead here on the Blackcast. Uh, we are going to for our audio listeners, we're going to have a compilation uh, talking about the new Marvel movie Shang Chi. 
which will be made up of some conversations from my show, Marvel Movie Talk. But uh, one big episode there. I uh, had a great conversation with uh, Toure, who wrote a book about Prince. Uh, so that'll be coming up soon. And a ton of musician interviews that I've been talking about how I want to really get through them uh, and share them with people that are just audio only listeners. But all this stuff is available on the Blackcast YouTube page, B L A D T C A S T. And uh, you know what? Uh, Farad Muhammad, I didn't even remember this. But Farad Muhammad reminded me what the H was a segment, a segment on his sports show, uh, a segment. <laughs> but nice. uh, that's right. <clears throat> I forgot about that sports show. I love that sports show, you know, that uh, he did yep. for Comedy Central. Uh, in any case, uh, Dominica Saxon says it all. This was a great episode. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why you have to sully it with the second part of your statement. This was a great episode. Yes, Norm will be missed so much, but let's focus on the fact that we had a great episode. And I don't, I never know when we'll get Lee again. You know, I mean, it's uh, he's under quarantine. So it's like, I, he kind of had to, you know, yep. um, do I, we need I, to, I, what, what's that? He had no excuses. Yeah. And you know, uh, final thought, do we need to do an intervention? I don't mean for Liev. I mean, for Will's mustache, like, do we need to sit him down and, and talk to him about it? Or do you think that he'll grow out of it? <laughs> I mean, I, like I said, what, my first thought was just like, okay, is the Wiltaraj going in a different direction? I mean, <laughs> he didn't he, he didn't get the Hallmark thing, so he's going the, yeah. the complete opposite he's, direction. He's he's so, going the John Holmes route. Yeah, exactly. Well, Coltrane, it is uh, always fun uh, to talk to you. Uh, we appreciate you making the time, and uh, you know, sad occasion to remember Norm, but uh, we had a lot of laughs, which uh, I think. Uh, I don't ever want to uh, pretend to know what someone would think, but I think if, if Norm would appreciate anything, it would be how many laughs that uh, people were able to uh, get in after his passing. Uh, Dominicus Saxon wants us to do a GoFundMe to buy a razor. <laughs> and uh, Sam thinks we should uh, vote yes uh, in order of uh, the intervention. Uh, in any case, uh, thank you to everybody. We had a, a very lively uh, live chat, pun intended, I guess. It actually wasn't intended, but uh, I'm going to have to embrace it now and just deal with it forever and ever. Uh, so, uh, and, you know, Farad Muhammad makes a great point. If the Will Taraj goes astray, I hope the Farad Taraj will kick in. I do too. Uh, I will hey, leave uh, the Will Taraj for the Farad Taraj. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, whichever Taraj will have us, right, Ken? <laughs> Absolutely. Sign me up. I'm here. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, we will uh, see you next week. Our audio audience will get our uh, Shang-Chi episodes followed by uh, the conversation on Prince. And uh, stay tuned to the Blackcast YouTube channel. Please subscribe and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. Uh, Coltrane, you're off all social media now, right? I mean, I think I still have a Facebook page. But yeah, but you I don't want anybody finding you on there. So, you know, just. Yeah. You, you know, just just tell me when you want Coltrane back and we'll have him back. How about that? That's easy works. enough, you know. That works. <laughs> That's it's like it's like total request live. In any case, thank I you. Mean, I probably uh, still have a MySpace page too. Yeah, well, you can find you on there. <laughs> yeah, I still have a MySpace page because I don't remember the password and I couldn't delete it if I tried. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, in any case, uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, we will see you next time on the Black Cat. Because I went to this gay pride parade and I saw in it there were these uh, old men and old ladies like with these uh, signs that said, we are proud of our gay son, you know? And so I was saying, that's an odd thing to be proud of, you know, because it's not an achievement, you know? It's not like something you work all your life to be gay or anything like that. And 
I, I just wondered. I just I, I had a hard time believing that these 50, 60 year old men are actually bragging, you know, at work like they're, hey, uh, Bill, you know, uh, my kid. Oh my God, we're proud of him, Johnny. He uh, uh, graduated from Harvard, you know, a first in his class. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, now he's articling over at a law firm, and uh, oh yeah, he loves cock. <laughs> you know? He can't get enough cock in his mouth, his ass, his kids always cock. I got a, I got a picture of the boy here sucking another man's cock. I want to show it to you. To watch the maturation of you as an artist, to realize it took you nine and a half minutes to get around to the sucking cock stuff. It's beautiful to see you comfortable in your own skin, Norman. I'm Norm MacDonald, and now the fake news. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. Well, Mitch, looks like we got ourselves a fight, huh? Great, it's fighting time. Can I be on their side? Looks like there's gonna be a brawl. You playing something good? Hell yeah! Rolling Stone, street fighting man, G. Stephons! You just hit G8. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you'd like making love at midnight in the dunes of the Cape. Joining me now is nationally syndicated columnist and the author of If Democrats Had Any Brains, They'd Be Republicans, <laughs> Ann Coulter. Hey, welcome to the show, Ann. How are you doing? Fine, thanks. I saw you on O'Reilly last night. You were magnificent. Uh, that's nice to say, but I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. And I'm not used to, I'm not used to satellites. You must have done a lot of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you never get used to that. Yeah, I got all confused. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's really fun to talk to you. Thank you. I'm a huge fan. Really? Yes. Wow. That's nice. <laughs> All right. Normie. <laughs> now, uh, Sorry, I hate when guests say that, but I am. Oh, that's nice. A pretty girl like you. What do you do for guys? I've always heard like <laughs> that. I've always heard that dudes are afraid of strong women. Do you ever? Have yeah. Any... Well, maybe weak men are, but that's not really what I'm in the market for. <laughs> <laughs> A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. A moth goes into a podiatrist's office. Right. You are correct. <laughs> a moth goes into a podiatrist's office, mm -hmm. and uh, the podiatrist's office says, what's the problem? And the moth says, what's the problem? Where do I begin, man? He goes, I go to work for uh, Gregory Olinovich, and uh, all day long I work. Honestly, Doc, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know if Gregory Olinovich knows. He only knows that he has power over me, and that seems to bring him happiness. But I don't know. I wake up in a malaise, and I, I walk here and there. And the podiatrist says, oh, yeah? And the moth goes, yes. And he goes, uh, at night, I, I sometimes wake up, and I turn to some old lady in my bed that's on my arm. A lady that I once loved, Doc. 
I don't know where to turn to. My youngest, Alexandria, <laughs> she, she fell in the, in, the, in the cold of last year. <laughs> the cold took her down as it did many of us. <laughs> and my other boy, <laughs> and this is the hardest pill to swallow, Doc. My other boy, Gregario <laughs> Ivinolidovich. I no longer love him. <laughs> as much as it pains me to say, when I look in his eyes, all I see is the same cowardice that I, that I catch when I take a glimpse of my own face in the mirror. If only the cowardice was stronger, then perhaps... <laughs> perhaps I could bring myself to reach over to that cocked and loaded gun that lays on the bedside behind me. And in this hellish facade once How long a drive was this? <laughs> do you live in the valley? Where do you live? Please, sorry. He says, Doc. Sometimes I feel like a spider, even though I'm a moth. Just barely hanging on to my web with an everlasting fire underneath me. I'm not feeling good. And so the, moss, the, the doctor says, Moth, man, you're troubled. But you should be seeing a psychiatrist. Why on earth did you come here? And then the moth said, because the light was on. My congratulations to anyone who stuck it through to the end. <laughs> so, Norm. What? <laughs> We're pretty much out of time. Yeah. I.